Mike, I just want to, I just want to call out something, dude. And I, I'm saying this with absolute earnest truthfulness. Your Twitter video of you swinging, uh, singing the national anthem literally brought me to tears. It was, it was, it was fantastic, my friend. Thank you. Um, and I know what it's like to perform. I know what it's like to sing. And you walked up and you crushed it like a boss. So you, sir, that, that was amazing. So just letting you all know. Thank you very much. You should see the video of him doing it without a mic, just screaming. It's excellent. It's one. It's my favorite video. Yeah. Somebody want to drive this thing? No. Because I don't. Here, I'm going to pull up the notes. I'll do the intro if you need. Yeah. Could you do the intro and like kick us off on the on the news stories? Because I'm coming into this straight off of training. Oh, I didn't look at the news stories, but uh, I can I'll, make something up. Wait, there's news. There's so much news since we didn't do last week. It's okay. Uh, Corey's here. He can take it over. Wait, do we have a full crew? <laughs> right, I got I it. I you. got it. I'll take it. I'm ready to go. I looked it over. We're ready you to rock. You saw one, one, one. <laughs> He's the list. He's now ready to run it. Yeah, that's have, it. Let's do it. News. It's Smashing Pumpkins one, isn't it? It is the Smashing Pumpkins. All right, let's roll. Hello and welcome to another edition of Black Hills Information Security talking about news. Today, we're going to be talking about drone goggle makers like firmware getting completely messed up. Billy Corgan is in the news and no, not from the mid 90s. We're also going to be talking about atomic malware on Mac OS systems and my personal favorite story for today. And the one I would like to start with with the illustrious cast that is joining us today is Hackers outnumber in China, Chinese hackers ah, yes. outnumber FBI cyber staff at least 50 to freaking one. Yep. Uh, there's Talk a great about brute force. It is. There's the, you know, they say quality over quantity, but quantity has a quality all its own. And I, I don't know, like how much of this is hyperbole and how much of this is real? How much are we actually screwed? These are all questions for the audience. By the way, if you're joining us on Discord or you're joining us on YouTube, please interact and let us know what you think about these stories because you might be famous. We might throw you up on the screen. Of course, literally, you know, multiple dozens of people would see your comments. Uh, but we'll start with the group here. What do you all think? Like, I always knew it was bad. The 50 to 1 number seems really bad to me because either A, it means Chinese, there's a lot of Chinese hackers, or B, we're woefully understaffing our uh, FBI uh, cyber staff. So GunMD already from? hit my first reaction, which was this just seems like a way to like, it's like political fear mongering of being like, right. we've outnumbered 50 to one increased spending. Uh, but uh-huh. I, I wonder how many like FBI agents, how, how are there a lot of FBI cyber agents? Is that, is no. that like a big, like that they're, doesn't seem like the most they, of the government cyber force, isn't it? Most they like are recruiting people? right now. So like I actually tweeted well, at obviously. them for Beside San Diego, but <laughs> yeah. I've always like as I've always thought it'd be really cool to do that. And then I read the job descriptions, and I was like, no wonder they don't have anyone joining, right? Like I don't want to have to move. Uh, the pay is just okay, and there's a lot of running. Yeah, there's a lot of moving. I can't work from home. You, it's you also it's not an elusive, an elusive, like a, a job that I think most cyber poly, people like want to 80 do. Times. You have to go oh. through a lot of training that is unrelated to cyber to become an FBI agent to do cyber. So, so okay, okay. I have, a, agent, I, like, I have a plan. I have a plan. Let's. I got. I got a plan. Okay. Here's what we do. Anyone that's convicted of a cyber crime, we just force them into this program. They've All been right, Russia. Okay. You know that's right. what China did. Yeah. That it's has like to suicide be what China squad, did. right? Suicide. Like suicide squad, but for uh, like you know cyber. cyber what could go cyber. wrong? They love the government. They put them in prison. What? I don't. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I, I don't know. I find the uh, the comparison really interesting on this. So we're we're comparing uh, foreign Chinese hackers to internal FBI agents. That's the part that stands out the most to me. This is kind of an apples to oranges thing in that case. I mean, why not? Why aren't we talking about CIA operatives at that point? Or Air Force? I mean, also, or can NSA, we just, right? Also, this just is, go this has got to be like. Do we think this is just a number in a spreadsheet that the guy read wrong? <laughs> no. That, <laughs> this <laughs> like, is this is someone rounded, trying to get like more 49, funding, right? At the end of the day, fifty that'll be fine. And also, I'm the head of FBI, like so that that makes sense. I guess at the end of the day, if you can't verify these numbers, they're pointless, and 
I can't verify these numbers. <laughs> yeah, that was my first <laughs> well, We like, do that all the time, unverified numbers. We love it. Hi, Joff. Your mic is very. Yeah, Joff, your mic came in bad. It's doing bad, bad, bad things. Make sure you're set up properly and restream. Yeah, it changes all your settings every time. You you plugged your white noise machine into your microphone again, didn't you? You turn down the suck knob, Joff. You got to turn down the suck knob. Is, is that any better? No. 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 Can you tap your mic real quick? Just tap it. This is my Yeti, man. Oh, God. Yeah, okay, so what yeah. you need to do on your Yeti, on the, uh, the on the back, there's the gain. The gain uh, turn the gain back. Okay. Yeah. All right. There we go. Is Ooh. that better? Yeah, yeah, keep yeah, going yeah. right there. Oh, so yeah. much better. Okay, better, 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 better. Beautiful. Right, perfect. 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 See, okay. that's how you do live. Yeah. audio engineering so for the audience if you have a yeti mic and you're about to join a webcast yeah. now you know i got publicly shamed to stop using my yeti i had to go out and buy another mic like you sound amazing Wait, i'm not gonna so tell good. you guys uh, <laughs> you sound so actually good. the reason i got the yeti was i was sick of the fighting with the boom right it was just like right. i'm wrestling with this damn thing all the i've time. got my yeti on a boom so i can the do things like this like it just kind of like the boom makes you look ten times more yeah. professional every yeah. time. So, so John, so wow, that's nice. So John, I actually have a, a firmware update for you to install on your Yeti that will brick it. Wow, I've already got this one uh, right here, already bricked. <laughs> How much did you pay for pre-bricked? John, John, the vendor of pre-bricked Yetis. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, that like, was how a, many bricked uh, Yetis? Yeah. No, no, that was All a right. segue. That, that's Take a segue into the new dr the drone one. Which, Speaking, uh, do we want to? Let's talk about the drone one. Yeah, yeah, yeah go yeah. for it. Uh, so, go ahead and take it away. So, so pretty much, this vendor, this third-party vendor, was working for the drone company and installed some software or put put some software in their code repo as a time bomb to brick their software at a future date. The thing is though, he kept working for them. So it wouldn't, so they didn't think it, so to try to like throw him off his tracks, right? Oh. And he actually published software to fix the brick himself personally. <laughs> and then I don't know if he was gonna charge for that, but it's a definitely weird little scam going on. It seems like capitalism with extra steps. <laughs> so I would not. Yeah. <laughs> is it is it really yeah. extra steps? <laughs> well, I think it's, I mean, just, it's just asking just a for a raise. This is not how you ask for a raise. This is not how you ask for a raise. So yeah. the only thing it's missing is loot boxes. Let's yeah. go. Uh, okay, so. My thought when I read this story was that it had to be Russia because the Ukraine keeps just destroying them with drones again and again and again. Oh, that would have been yeah, pretty right. smart. But no, it's it's not. It's just a good old scam. So yeah, they so, found but, it. I'm surprised how found how quickly they found it. Right. I'm guessing just looking at your code repo pushes and just seeing up oh, here it is, and then. But then it also shows not everyone's always looking at that. And uh, how often do you really look at it? So, yeah. you know, I think the scarier thing about that is think, think about this from a company point of view, right? So this guy put firmware into their repo that got deployed on there. Who was the secondary on that? You would think that in a release, in level, they would go, wait a minute, hold on. What's this extra thing you added and why? I mean, a delta of code is not ridiculous. It's well, like it was JavaScript. Oh, well, forget it then. Whatever. Move on. It was JavaScript and all respect just went right out the door. <laughs> it's, like, oh. yeah, it's amazing how quickly we moved on. Right. Yeah. If John, you go to that, the senior uh, dev that was going to do the code review actually had gotten fired for, for a previous time bomb that he put yeah. in their code base. Oh, I thought he just got hired by the Chinese military. Why did this oh, keep did. happening to me? <laughs> how much are these? Yeah. If you go to their website, there's an excellent little like right off the bat, like don't use other firmware, use our firmware to fix this real quick. So yeah. I can't find out how much they are. Ransomware. My other question is how big is it? Like I'm not in the world of FPV drones. Like that's one mm -hmm. like hobby. I luckily haven't gotten uh, financially huge. burdened don't, with. Don't get, don't get it. It costs it so much huge. money. <laughs> but is this, like, this is like a big company, Orca. This is like a big, well, this is like the Apple of drone goggles. No, they're not. Um, no. God, a Mavic, I would say, is probably the Apple. Well, of yeah, they only have, Mavic they only is, have but not for FPV, right? Well, Mavic's but they only have like 6,000 followers. Is that like everyone who does FPV? <laughs> F 
FPV is, yeah, probably. But FPV <laughs> really needs those like specialty headsets for the low latency and everything. So yeah. DJI did come out with like their own version that's super expensive. But yeah. Orca at least was well known. At least I knew about them before this. I'm trying to figure now, out how much. What are they using for a protocol on the back end? Is it just using Wi Fi or is it using no. Signal? No, oh, it's like the 40 megahertz or whatever. Yeah. Like the yeah. Fat yeah. Shark. I had to look it up. Fat Shark is the one. Fat that... Shark, yes. Oh, that yeah. Is the big fat one. Shark. Yeah. Okay. So the other thing is this we need to call the people out that wrote this article. I don't think you understand what the meaning of brick is if you can just install another firmware update to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's like, are, are we like literally, it's not that hard to understand. Go out in your wherever your world is and find a brick and ask yourself, could I fix this with a firmware update? So, and if so the answer bricking, is yes, then it's not bricking. bricking. Is this, this Yeti mini that <laughs> no longer yeah. works, will ever work again. This is a bricked Yeti microphone. And Spray paint just, that gold and give it away as an award. Problem solved. may not be what you think they mean in the, in the garage. Yeah, there might be a secret inner meaning to that. We, yeah, yeah, there might not even a secret one. I don't know. Something something about this with it being a contractor and everything says that the guy was betting on the races and decided to toss this brick in there to make sure that he won a specific race. Now, there you go. That actually would make more sense. Uh, there you go. But it's so obviously like going to invalidate any betting that was made on the race. It's like it was. Hey, it's, uh, I can't race because my thing says I lost the race. Like, I <laughs> it's also weird, though, because he offered the patch, right? He offered it on publicly on his website, which makes me think like, why would you do it? Was he trying to sell it or was there a second stage to it? Was okay. he going to be like the hero of Orca? We're trying, after to figure everything out the step. We're trying to figure out the step between crazy people doing crazy shit and profiting. <laughs> we aren't going to get anywhere. Yes. Yeah. No, you're right, John. It's literally like, the, why mean, did the meth addled squirrel pull the piece of pizza instead of the hot dog out of the dumpster? <laughs> like, don't overthink that, right? I, yeah, I do think we're probably overthinking that. I mean, in the end, you know, when you said, hey, it's a contractor or whatnot, I'm like, this is someone who wasn't 100% certain if the company was going to pay him. So he put in a time bomb that later he forgot about. Mm. <laughs> that's serious. Like, now I'm it's going sure. in the top 10, 1099 hacks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, let's move on. Let's talk about the Twitter bug. Um, users oh, found Twitter. a bug in Twitter circle feature that what? saw the platform expose private tweets to strangers. Do we even care about Twitter anymore? No. Ian, no. Yes. Is no. Uh, Blue Sky as good as everyone yeah. says it is? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, yeah. So I, I, I got a Blue Sky invite and I've been playing with it and it is, but I will, I will tinge it with this. Part of the, the, the hype about Blue Sky is it's in the same infancy as early Twitter. So there's not a lot going on other than insane shit posting. That's what's going on, and it's glorious. I think we belong. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm ready. Where's my invite? So if, you get yeah. a, if you get a batch of invites, you know. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. And about. Agreed. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it is great, and I no, I don't think we care about it. And the reason I made a face, by the way, with the do we even care about this, is I swear the InfoSec circles were talking about this six months ago. I think that was that, a different breach, though. Was it? Oh yeah. my gosh. There's oh, been yeah. like 15 Twitter breaches. And uh, as is uh, Elon's standard procedure, he fired the PR team, and I'm sure they don't have a bug bounty anymore. So, <laughs> <laughs> this is how it works now. So, let's, uh, let's jump past that one. I want to talk about Smashing Pumpkins and Billy Corgan. Mm. For the record, Billy Corgan, if, if, you're, if, you're, if you're listening to the show, because clearly you have nothing better to do than go through and watch, you know, Watch like, out. We're, we're sorry. You, you did it. Um, I want you to know that that Siamese Dream is like one of the probably the top five rock albums in history in my book. It's absolutely amazing. And in an interview a couple of years ago, you said it would be relatively easy for you to recreate the sound and do Smashing Pumpkins Siamese Dream Part 2. I'm begging you, please do that. Because I've heard some songs from Autumn and it's not it. it it's not good. And I don't think that you had anything to worry about if somebody was threatening to release those songs publicly. So wait, John, are you saying you would hack him just to get him to write the album you wanted him to? Oh, that's See, that's what I was yeah. digging through this because they got access to a bunch of other songs and stuff. And I, I, I wonder if it's like there's a, there's like a whole bunch of really good songs and they're like, no, 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 that sounds like, that sounds like Siamese Dream. 
let's go with the stuff that sounds like bad 80s techno pop because that's cutting edge. <laughs> but th- okay, so this is interesting. One, we're talking about it, right? So mm. from a PR perspective, it works. It's going to get him in the news and people are going to be like, wow, Smashing Pumpkins are still alive, apparently. Well, not mm. all of them. Um, but when we're going through this and we're looking at this as a story, like, I don't know. I, it seems like it's more better for PR for the album than actually stopping the attackers from releasing it. Is this a good strategy? I don't know. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's interesting when you step away from it, somebody paying hackers not to release their, their stuff publicly. Just blackmail, but different. So I'm feeling very generationally (laughs) challenged on this because Smashing Pumpkins themselves were formed in 1988, and that was just a little bit past my formative music years. So that's all I'm going to say about this. And let everybody else comment. (laughs) Do I have to get you, like, do I need to get you a Smashing Pumpkins primer, much like Polyphia? Yeah, I think Um, think you do, John. Because if you jump right in, let's say you jumped into any of their later albums, you're going to be like, what the hell? It's Siamese Dream. Go get it on Spotify. Listen to it. It's amazing. Making so, um, here, okay, here's my take on this, right? It's all about assuming, I think at, at some point, maybe he's going more for like the artistry of it than he cares about the money because I feel like if you care about the money as the artist, all you have to do is post them first and monetize it, right? Like, isn't that They, isn't they weren't that mixed simple? yet. They weren't mixed yet. Uh, yeah, okay. Nah. So then you're like, hey guys, uh, these songs suck, but we're publishing them anyway because they were leaked. And like, who? It's still going to get like fifty million views, and then wait, like later, you you wait. can even re-release it later. Like, no, yeah. I got to jump back in. They weren't mixed yet. That is gold right there. As a musician, yeah. I'm actually starting to salivate now because unmixed material. If you've got multiple tracks and you can actually work on that and take it as your own, that that has some interesting potential. It does. Maybe the other he thing that you really know, bad. John, is Maybe that's unmixed what it is. audio tracks, uh, like uncompressed. Like this is a serious amount of data. Yeah, it's um, a huge amount of data. Crazy, yeah. like uncompressed audio. I know you're like, well, <laughs> oh, the whole album fits on a CD. No, uncompressed wave tracks are what you actually put on a CD. But imagine every single track being the equivalent of like an entire song. It, it's a crazy amount. Also. Silver Sun Pickups, another great band. Thank you so much, Static Idol. Absolutely phenomenal. I want to go back to something, though, John. Yeah. You, you want this new Siamese Dream album. You've got a particular set of skills. You also mentioned getting a Rivian or working on getting a Rivian. I'm lining up some things here. Like, mm. someone paid for this thing. You were trying to block <laughs> release or something. Like, yeah. <laughs> Do we need to get Wait. you to blink twice if we need to get you a good lawyer? Is it, yeah. <laughs> is, is it really so just about so bankrupt? Yeah. So he wants the car, not the company. I am fine, Ian. I, oh. I have. Oh. I, I am good. It's, okay. it's fine. <laughs> okay. So, He's just crying okay. a little bit. I so, think it's fine. okay. Like if, okay, so theoretically, if you're an artist, or let's say you're a fan, John Strand, you're a fan, how hmm? much would you pay for unmixed audio tracks of the, your favorite album? Not a freaking dime. And I, I, like I said, seriously, like, like I like smashing pumpkins. Somebody said after Machina, they same thing, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay money for that. No, but I mean, if if you could get unmixed tracks from like Siamese dream, you still wouldn't. It it depends. Like Joff, if you can get like all of the different tracks, there's some interesting things that you could do. Yeah. yeah, You'd have to have the complete data set. There are also artists, Joff. Um, Another artist that I'm sure that many people that are listening to the show doesn't listen to is Billie Eilish and her brother. um, (laughs) Oh, Billie. Phineas. They they actually release everything. They do it on Logic and they release the entire songs of Mm. the Logic download. And Mm. they don't use any effects on her voice. It's just overlaying and stuff. I think that's really cool. I think that's really, really cool. But yep. we're, yeah. not, we're going off the tracks into music. But let's off go through some history. Like, it's awesome. Back in the days of Napster, Madonna's album was leaked, and it was nothing but Madonna saying, what the F are you doing over and over and over <laughs> and over again? Um, there was another artist, I can't remember who it was, their album was leaked online, and they got mad because the people that were leaking it were charging for it, so they just literally released their album for free. Yeah, I think that was Radiohead, that, possibly. Was that Radiohead? No, I, I, know Radiohead I don't know. Maybe uh, that's what I was. Released. Maybe they did that for um, to so leak a musician, right? Deal with this stuff, right? So, um, so 
Uh, the other thing if, I wanted to say is like we obviously don't know the vector. We know they got caught by the FBI, but like if it was un like if it was you know stems or whatever you want to call them like un unmixed audio tracks, do you think it was like the studio PC that got like ransomware or something? I'm just imagining how many Macs, how many how many non updated Macs. It, it's not just, you cannot just hack like uh like I've got a MacBook Pro here to mix an entire album. There's not enough hard drive space on yeah. my MacBook Pro. Uh, especially for what they do now where they get things that are so many layers and so many different audio tracks going on. Um, mm -hmm. They literally had to hack the studio itself. Yeah. Uh, I mean, these, yeah. Inside it. these guys would, would, would have buckets and buckets of disc. This is not a desktop kind of thing. Right. No. Yeah. no yeah. Ben KC mentioned Trent Reznor and you mentioned about the, the, like how many layers and he's talked publicly about maxing out mixing boards. He's yeah. like, I can't put any more in. It's like, that is a 48 channel mixer. He's like, yeah. <laughs> Well, there you go, Warren. And, but Trent Reznor is one of those artists that puts a lot of stuff out for free, like the Old Town Road by Little Nas X. Mm -hmm. That that song won a Grammy. It was like number one. And he didn't know. Well, he knew about the Grammy, um, but he didn't even know it was a hit that he was sampled until after it was a hit. Um, I think it was like Ghosts 4 is what it's based on. Mm -hmm. um, so we're getting way off topic. Yes, I well, like okay, music. To bring it back, if it was at a music studio, it was probably a Mac and there's a new Mac malware. So oh, yes, Mac malware, atomic, it's info stealing malware. Um, I love info stealing targets malware. crypto wallets. Um, I love crypto wallets. So I've got a question. Crypto's dropped off a cliff. Like the value of Bitcoin is at like what? I can't, I don't it's, know what it's at. It's right. not doing bad. It's not, it's, it's okay. It's okay. It's still money. <laughs> still yeah, money. Yeah. It's so, still. Lots do you of think that there's a correlation? And I would really like to know this that does ransomware attacks or like crypto mining or crypto uh, stealing malware does it does it go up when the value goes up or does it drive the value up um, i've always I, wondered you know what comes first what comes second does malware go up and it drives people to get bitcoin so they can pay for it so the bitcoin price goes up or does bitcoin price go up and then you have attackers that are literally like crap it's worth a lot of money let's do some hacking and do some ransomware or is it a little bit of both? Like, seriously, like how the do first, these things right. relate to each Definitely other? Definitely the first, right? Like, I think it, it would drive because there's good crime is going to be crime and it's the easiest way to move money around, even if yeah. it wasn't high. So they're still going to use it. They just it's just easier to make more, I would guess. I think I think it's almost a little bit of what we were talking about earlier, which is like you can never get into the mind of, of one of these like black hat hackers because yeah. It's like they're putting in so much work to like make like 50 bucks. <laughs> like, and don't get me wrong, there could be whales, but like, and I've looked, I spend a lot of time downloading and looking through these data sets and looking at um, chats where people are selling these tools. And like, they're selling these tools for usually not that much money. Like, the most expensive one I've seen is like maybe two grand or something. And like, I'm sure they take a long time to write. Like, it's like, just get a job. It's not that like at that point, if you can write a tool that steals data from a Mac, you can definitely work in security and probably make more than like whatever Bitcoin wallets you're about to steal. Um, so I, I guess it's like, I see it as like, I think they're just criminals doing criminal things and it's kind of like off in their own little world. But I would assume the writer of that malware, the writer of that malware probably lives somewhere where that amount of money is much more than well, what that's we would a good hold point. And right. the, the, the other point is if they're smart and they're looking at the value of the cryptocurrency, then if nothing else, it might drive the inflationary aspect of the ransom demand, right? Yeah. You know, there, there's probably an inverse relationship there. Well, when, when uh, we were driving back from Baltimore, when I was in the lift to come back from, from Baltimore and besides Charm, I got in a conversation with a lift driver whose son is going into cyber operations in the army and he was an army guy as well. And uh, I was talking to him, he said, well, you know, why do all these, these ransomware groups and this, that, and come up? And I said, if you're ready for a lecture, I'm ready to give you one. And he goes, sure. And uh, I said, it actually all goes back to the Cold War. And he goes, really? And I said, yes, absolutely. You had communist countries that invested heavily in colleges producing brilliant, brilliant computer science majors. That's so like, hey, you're going to go out and do incredible computer stuff into an economy that didn't exist. And then with the fall of the Soviet Union and the fall of all those kind of all that balkanization kind of breaking up a little bit, then what happened is they were exposed to this outside world, but the jobs still weren't there. And they go, well, what can we do with these skills to put food on the table? 
and you start seeing the early development a lot of these apt and ransomware groups and so when we say like hey you know they're doing it over 50 bucks kind of like what job said it's like well when it's zero or 50 bucks and that 50 bucks is actually translated into what we would think of as a thousand bucks yeah it's it's easy to understand why they're doing it it's their only option so yeah. we do it right here. We keep our criminals stupid. We do not yeah. want to. Yeah, we, we got to make sure our criminals aren't going to college, aren't getting skills with computers, uh, you know, otherwise they're going to instead of like, because a lot of those people probably went into awesome startups that we know and, you know, Grammarly or whatever. Ch- choose your choose your company from that <laughs> area. Of the country. Grammarly. All right. Well, they're harvesting all of our passwords. I, I was thinking of like a big company that's like a lot of people use that's based in like a you know x in that area i don't oh, know there's there's many more really raid shadow legends raid shadow i don't know there's a lot raid okay. <laughs> this brings us to our sponsor okay, raid shadow legends <laughs> <laughs> okay maybe most of them maybe most the of them are pseudo type. information stealer <laughs> but anyway but it's the corollary to ian's theorem theorem okay theorem. in mathematics terms that if I move to some really poor broke dictatorship somewhere in Eastern Europe, that I'll get smarter. Is that, is that how this works? I mean, if, if it's okay, if you are going to school in Mississippi or in like Romania, I would bet yeah. money you get a better computer science education in Romania or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> better internet well, connection. You know, for we sure. joke about that, but yeah. there's a big thing that, that we're seeing with a lot of schools where like the standard four year universities. They aren't doing as well at teaching IT concepts as two-year technical colleges. Mm-hmm. You still run into universities that are teaching technologies that are like you know 20, 30 years old, and they are not preparing students at all for the real world. And part of that's because the professors are old, and they reuse the curriculum year mm-hmm. after year after year. And the other reason is a lot of universities, they require, if there's a change in the curriculum, to get it approved by a whole bunch of people. So it disincentivizes instructors to update their classes because it has to get reapproved. Uh, somebody, Ben, was talking Pascal and Cobol. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> see that. And uh, I am seeing like the Votech schools, like the technical schools, are like right on it, cutting edge. They're doing the best they can to just kick out you know the most competent students coming out of of school. So there are some things that are built into that. Um, now, bigger men- schools, like if you look at MIT, MIT absolutely does kick ass. Uh, so there's a lot of those big name universities that are. Yeah, but there's a whole bunch in the middle that are still teaching jobs. There's a whole bunch in the middle. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no for I sure. And, this, yeah. Yeah. And on the, say, uh, go, go ahead, Corey. No, this I was going to say, like, on the education happen. front, when you have this, like, unified, like, when you have, like, th- you're used to a system of, like, everyone telling this is the initiative and the whole country has to fall in line, and someone says the initiative is computer science. A lot of people are going to be learning computer science, <laughs> whereas yeah. in America, we're like, we don't need that. No, I don't. You know, it's just a different stuff. approach. Now, yeah. Ian, I don't know if you're there, but when we were out in Baltimore. Somebody said, if you want to know where not to go in a career, go out to eat and then talk to your waiter and waitress and, you know, just talk to them. <laughs> and if they're in school, you ask them what it is they're studying. If your waiter or waitress is like, oh, yeah, I'm totally studying to be a dental hygienist, do not go into that field. Uh, and I'm a little bit concerned about that because we were out to eat in, uh, at B-Sides Charm and uh, talked to our waiter. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, I've been talking to a lot of people. I'm going into computer security. And I'm like, oh, shit. this this is the cue to start the pen testing is dead discussion yeah maybe it is time we could start that that's Uh, a webcast later that's that's a different webcast i honestly believe to kind of go on that i I honestly believe that we and and maybe it's just rose color lenses or whatnot but um that much like lawyers we are not necessarily going to be replaced by AI. And, and one of the main reasons I, I say that is lawyers' primary job is to figure out how to get around the thing that's written down, right? Yeah. The chat GPT can figure that well, out. And it's, and it's also relationships. And right. it's also yeah, relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, you hire an attorney not because they got the best scores in Harvard. You hire the attorney who goes golfing with the judge on the weekend. Sure. <laughs> yeah. No, no that's not true. wrong. Yeah, when I had some family stuff like with one of my kids and it was like I was talking to to, to an attorney and he's like, no, 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 I know this judge. Yeah, we 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 play poker together. I'm like, I'm hiring you. Oh, wow, that was a fun gong noise. You just by, said by the way, I've used exactly the same playbook as John has used. <laughs> <So> <laughs> yeah. It works. <laughs> right. 
know, Grayson put not not all lawyers are the same, Ian. And I and I agree. Yeah, if you're a like a poor quality lawyer or you're a security person claiming a penetration test, I'm sorry, a vulnerability scan as a penetration test, yeah, you should be worried. If you are a lawyer right. who is figuring out how to get around laws at a constitutional level, or you're figuring out uh, as a security professional how to break the policies and procedures that protect the system, yeah, you're never, you're never going to. And, and also, problem. when you're, I, I love that analogy, right? Because in computer security, like the really, really brilliant stuff that we see are people like pulling like something crazy from the cloud, something crazy from the network, and something crazy that you can do for social engineering, bringing them together and coming up with an attack methodology. You know, it's 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 really it's yeah. I believe honestly that we're 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 in a good profession now. If you're a sock analyst and you never really tried to learn the technical underpinnings of what's going on, you're like, I just come into my job and there's an alert and I acknowledge the ticket and then I run these commands and then I pull it back and it gets elevated to tier two, you're screwed. Yeah. Um, because like I said, when I was at RSA, I actually haven't been on the show since RSA, I don't think. And um, at RSA, the big thing that I was seeing from artificial intelligence was a tremendous number of companies that are using AI to explain things in human terms. So if you're looking at CrowdStrike and uh, Corelight, as an example, just two vendors, um, they have this really cool feature where if you get an attack, you get an alert, you have a signature that fires, they're using AI to explain that alert and explain that signature in more human terms. Uh, with Corelight, it comes out and it says, here's the Sarakata rule that fired. And we use ChatGPT to explain what that rule is actually doing in a way that a general human being can understand it. Uh, my, my point on all of this is if you never got deep technical skills or you're not planning on getting deep technical skills, you are going to be replaced by a bunch of little shitty Python scripts <laughs> that are interfacing to ChatGPT. Oh, very God. The best take I have invoke, I, I need to invoke Mike Poor right now. Because Mike used to say, if anybody ever took Mike's class when he was teaching for Sands, one of his one of his one liner zingers that he always used to say is, "If you can be replaced by a Perl script, now remember this was decades ago. a while ago, yeah, um, you ought to reconsider your career, right?" And yeah, John's exactly right. I mean, if you can automate your job, then you need to think about what it is you're doing, right? Yep. Think, yeah, think my, my favorite take that I've heard on it so far is that people who the people who are going to get replaced by AI are not the people are, are the people who don't understand it and how to use it. Like yeah. you're not going to be replaced by AI, but you're going to be replaced by someone who knows how to use AI. Yes. Does that make sense? Like that's my take yeah. on or that, that's the best take I've seen is like your job isn't going to be replaced by AI, but you you will be replaced in your job by someone who knows how to use it no. and understands it, right? And yeah. so one of the things I've been talking about, kind of continuing on this thread with RSA, one of the things I've been talking about for a long time is happening. And it, especially in the offensive space, we need to come to grips with this. And I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing per se, but the adversarial emulation tools are getting damn good. A couple of the ones that I saw will do like full, it's funny, a lot of them are using the atomic red team under the hood because of course they are, right? <laughs> um, they're running that and then they're integrating into a bunch of ticketing systems and sims and they're checking to see if that, if that alert fired and all these different things. And seriously, we've been talking about why is it vulnerability scanning like activities aren't down at the level of post-exploitation techniques that attackers use and integrating that in a nice platform. That is happening right now. So the whole idea of you know doing an internal pen test and then doing uh, you know the same hundred things that you do successfully, that crap is going away. Um, we're going to have tools that are going to check and validate that and all these different things. And it's not going to be all that different than Nessus um, the way it was years ago. And once again, getting back to the old people, Joff, I'm sure you remember years ago when we had vulnerability scanners, people were like, you will never need a pen test because... You'll just run a Voln scan and fix those things. <laughs> what? Oh Why did it never expand past that? That's what I actually, I'm thinking about this I right now. I don't understand like, that either, Ralph. I like, don't. Why, it. why I is don't... it when like Nessus came out and you're running these scans, right? And, there, and I mean, if you think about it, maybe some more, and I'm, I'm really opening this up because I'm curious, like why did Nessus never, why, why did it not turn into the product that you just ran once and, so, and could find all that out? I, I can I can tell you a couple of different things. Uh, the first one is about the time that adversarial emulation, I'm just going to talk about Tenable, was hitting the space, right? You had Jack leave Tenable. You had Renault left uh, a little bit later, and um, 
I forgot. God, I can't believe Gula, Ron Gula. Yeah. Kind of left Tenable as well. Those were people that were like really, really cutting edge people that understood the space. They got it and they made a lot of money and they went off and did other things. So good for them. When these companies get taken over by people that are money people, they're business people. Mm. That's all that they know. Business. And you have a cash cow like a Qualys or a Tenable, then it doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense to invest a tremendous amount of money into the product to add in a bunch of different functionality. You have two choices. Your first choice is acquire a company. Go buy a company and integrate that functionality into your tool. That's what Cisco does. The other choice that you have is don't. <laughs> what I mean by that, that is wave. you try to maximize your profits to as much as you possibly can because you want that balance sheet to have your product look as crazy profitable as you can because you're going to get acquired at so, that point. This is why you should like be scared That's what drove a lot of these different vendors. They're cash cows and they're trying to maximize profits as much as they possibly can. So innovating and trying to you know, add in a bunch of really neat functionality in a meaningful and impactful way is not on their roadmap. So well, um, it's working out great for if you look at a company like Southwest Airlines, it's working out really well to just focus on short term profits. Yes, I absolutely. Mean, that's that's a they're, they're not having like a, every six months or every three months, a massive cancellation wave that hits well, the entire system or anything. But let's step off of Southwest Airlines, right? Let's step into the security industry. The same thing. McAfee and Symantec. Mm-hmm. If you go back, uh, I want to say six years ago. Like the AV that we were going up against was McAfee and Symantec really everywhere. They didn't innovate. They didn't jump on the bandwagon of heuristics like Silence really, really, really drove and cracked the industry open. And then CrowdStrike has kind of taken over. I don't think we see them all that much anymore. Yeah. So you... Plan maybe was still great back then. It's, it's still a thing. It's still Listen, a if it's free, it doesn't apply in this late stage capitalism discussion. Free for capitalism. Yeah, yeah so that's be, why yeah. you see that where you have the people that are in charge of those companies. Their only goal is to maximize profits as much as they possibly can, and eventually they get quote unquote disrupted. And you forgot the other factor, and that is once they become publicly listed, yes. then that. That actually amplifies even further because it all becomes quarterly yes. results. Do, so, do you think as like a security, as a blue teamer, I should be very in tune when security companies get bought yes. by one of these yeah. large? So oh, like, God, yes. I, I don't so, want to mention any names, but I think- one- In tune when they get bought, that's one thing. Absolutely. Because <laughs> the people that acquired them, they're not going to acquire them and innovate. Mm-hmm. Uh, when BlackBerry bought Silence, they didn't buy Silence to innovate and make uh, Silence better. Which right? they never did. You're they right. They never did. <laughs> so they bought it to make as much money as they could to suck that completely dry. When you, that's one thing you got to look for. So if they're recently acquired, it's time, I think, honestly, just to just stay away. John. The other thing is to look for a company that's trying to get acquired. And some examples of what that looks like. And I, I'm going to say this, and Noah, you know, you're, you're kind of tangential with the sock. You're going to know who I'm talking about. <laughs> If you're putting, if you're talking to a company and they're like, we're bringing in new feature and it's going to be here next quarter and it doesn't, and it keeps getting pushed back and it keeps getting pushed back and it keeps getting pushed back and trouble tickets keep getting pushed back again and again and again and again and again. And you start seeing things like, well, that's not the recommended way to use our tool. And you start seeing these things. That is a sign that a company is attempting to get acquired, um, which is a good sign to start looking for the exits. The best (laughs) companies you can look for are the ones that are on the come up. Uh, they're innovating. They're just trying to kick ass in the industry. And, John, per- permission, and to, permission to name and shame two two people, sir. Company, <laughs> sir. Go for it. Cool. Uh, two two names to look for when you're dealing with things. If if they were recently bought by Computer Associates CA, run run. run. Yeah. That's where so cash cows go to die. <laughs> and then the second. If they recently got a round of funding from Tama Bravo, yes, Tama Bravo funding run because Tama Bravo's entire thing is to come in, gut everything on the inside, ride the goodwill, sell it off, and then you find out for the last eighteen months they've had no research and development roadmap because yep. everyone's been fired. Yeah, there was a movie yes. called Wall Street. <laughs> that, that, that yeah. exact same yeah. Wait, wait. What about Twitter? Oh no, too soon. So so wait, this wasn't also like in that in the same vein of like financials, and I don't think this article was in the list, but do you guys see that Chat GPT lost five hundred million dollars last year? 
Right. Uh, the company that no how cheap the GPUs get. <laughs> yeah. So so okay. The reason I, and there's an article someone could Google Ryan. I'm sorry that I'm just making you Google on the spot, but basically like OpenAI's actual losses was 552 million dollars, and they need 1.2 billion dollars to get the next version out the door. So mm. I guess my question is. Is it worth it? Microsoft apparently thinks it is, and I guess their server uh, bills. Wait, people wait, wait. were guessing. Have we talked about this. I, 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 don't, I don't know. Think so. I've been gone for so long. I, I don't like, think we look, have. Okay, if look I, at the cost of the product to run the product, but then also look at it from an IP theft perspective or IP competitive intelligence. Let, let's do that. So yeah. literally, you have all of these people that are using that tool to solve problems. So Microsoft is getting a front row seat mm -hmm. to not only all the problems that people are trying to solve. But who are the people that are trying to solve certain oh, problems? Yeah. And um, there's a lot of code that gets dumped into into that platform. Like this is the like think of space balls and the huge vacuum uh, mm -hmm. for sucking up the atmosphere. That's what Microsoft is doing. Um, okay. It is absolutely sucking up IP and questions and problems. Like this is brilliant for Microsoft. And in the long run, like they're they've equipped they've kind of taken that position that Google took. Where literally people are like, well, go Google that, go Google that, go Google that. Now everyone, there's a bunch of other competing algorithms and different programs that are out there, but everyone uses ChatGPT. It is well, just the, the one that they use. I think it's so, so funny how okay. fast it so, changed, though. That was the other big thing. It wasn't like it took a multiple years. It was like two months. Everyone's like, ChatGPT, everything. That's yeah. it. Literally, yeah. like two months. <laughs> and I'm sure they'll... Uh, so I guess like I... And maybe this is just my perspective and I could be wrong, but like... I kind of look at it like the NSA, right? So like the NSA is like sitting here with like just a tube drinking in like petabytes of data from the internet all the time, but they don't seem to be using it for anything that at least not that we, they're willing to talk well, about. Yeah. So, right. Not yet. Cause so it's like, you have this data lake of like 50 exabytes of like, here's all the SSL encrypted traffic from Google from 2008 to 2018. Like, how do you monetize how like you can't use you can't just run like check look find terrorist.sh or whatever like i don't i guess how do you like actually take that amount of data and turn it into like if you're microsoft okay now you know everyone on amazon doesn't know how to use php or whatever like how do, how does so, that help you like i don't know you just identified the uh china hacker dilemma where the chinese hacker groups are so successful that they have so much data that they're literally trying to build new right. systems to be able to query and pull back that data to figure out what's going on. So it's like, you know, chat GPT generated a problem and you're going to have to end up running a chat GPT program to help you identify this. <laughs> I'm asking yeah, chat GPT yeah. to help me right now. It's literally writing. <laughs> I, I want to go back. Yeah. Someone answer that with chat GPT. Well, the, yeah. the other, the other thing that should be pointed out there though, is what Microsoft's doing is generating a corpus of data to fund the next several decades of research, which will turn into productized profits in the end. Yes, right? true. Um, yeah, it's an investment, right? Yeah. It's an investment, and it's a, it's a smart investment, even though it seems like a money pit right now. Also, like, seven think bill, of something like nothing. stupid simple, right? Like people having problems with Microsoft products. Let's just use that as an example. You're Microsoft. You want to keep people happy with using Microsoft Office and using Microsoft Office Online and all these different things. You can literally go into ChatGPT and say, what is the top question that people get on how to do in Excel or something. And you can literally say, okay, this is something that we need to fix. You've got direct user feedback that you're not getting normally. And they, they wanted to get that feedback if they got get Bing to compete with Google, which totally didn't happen. Mm. Now there's literally people, somebody joked that their grandma wants to know about ChatGPT. Now people are like, literally, how do I do this in Excel? Yeah. And Microsoft is getting. But that. John, didn't Google have access to this information anyways? When everyone was just googling everything, See, right? Now so that's like, the interesting thing because like, literally what they did with ChatGPT. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ralph. Is they literally scraped the entire freaking internet? Like, yeah, that's, that's. I think you're right. What it's they did. Something, it's something around, yeah. So it's something around that. But the difference is the difference is it's not the questions, right? That we all are asking the same questions as before. It's just giving us way more information. Yeah, and well, tailoring that. Yeah, I mean, you're you're right. But to the point of did Google have all this information before? Absolutely. Did the data science around creating hypotheses to go through and mine that data for interesting correlations and the amount of GPUs needed to do it exist oh, 20 GPUs. years ago? Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they might own the data, but now somebody's caught up. But, yeah. but John, I do before before we go back, I do want to I think Amazon 
is actually the better business example of what Microsoft is doing. Because you can go back and look at like CNBC and Jim Cramer and a bunch of these like talking head financial folks talk about, I don't know that Amazon's going to make it. They're yeah. they're burning investor capital. Left and they were only right. selling books. They're only <laughs> selling books. And now they're doing this and da, da, da. And when are they going to figure out where their space in the market is? And what they were doing, and we've seen it, is getting rid of the competition with those pieces. And I think that's what Microsoft is seeing with OpenAI. If we can yeah. fund this to, to, to win the arms race, mm -hmm. we will be the only game in town to come to. And if you think your $20 API access to this data is going to continue forever, you're dreaming. Yeah. Whoever publishes first wins. Right. I, so I, I yeah. So. I, that's Microsoft doesn't have a history of uh, anti-competitive practices at no. all. No. Um, so <laughs> no. yeah. I mean, I definitely. Never. I think John's take might be the best though. Saying this, they're just buying the way to analyze the data. Like, yeah. that, like they're, they're basically like, if we have this much data, the only way we can analyze it is the thing we bought to gather the data. Like it's like I, a self. I, I would. You know, uh, I would make one correction to Ian's statement, though, that the actual data science and the mathematical and statistical modeling to build, you know, decision trees, decision forests, model data, build neural nets, that's been around for a long time, Agreed. actually. Agreed. The computational resource. Just like Ian said, it just yeah. wasn't here. It wasn't yeah. there, right? And now it's there in a concentrated, scalable form, which has made all the difference. Well, yeah. so it's what is it? it's called? Um, I forget. There's a curve that it's called, but it's Moore's basically law. like what is it called? Moore's, Moore's curve. Moore. Moore's no, law. no, I'm oh, thinking okay. of like it's it's basically like so. At the beginning, it's really hard. Um, I for, I'll, I'll look it up and post it in chat. But basically, I think that the creator of ChatGPT basically said this is like close to peak performance for these large um, language models. Yeah. So like this is like what he thinks is close to like the peak um, effectiveness of these types of AI, and he thinks that the next one is way off. Are you talking the about the so, returns? No, I'm, I'll, I'll find it. It's like okay. I, I want to call it the bathtub curve, but that's not what it is. Um, basically, like. The point of the um the point of the at least according to the CEO is basically like the um you know th this type of AI is close to its peak like of what it can do with the large language model for this iteration yeah for this iteration so like I it does make sense that it's gotten this is like as good as it gets for this type of model so it's gotten so effective it might be hockey stick I don't know. I'll, I'll look it up. Well, let me, let me and go I could down see that, right? I could see that, um, that, you know, it's like video cards, right? You know, video cards get to the point where you can put in more and more GPUs inside of it. And it, 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 it the human eye honestly can't differentiate anymore. Um, or TVs would be a better example. Um, it's just kind of maxed in what it, what it can do. So, all right. Do we want to hit one more story? QR codes. Okay. Bring it up. Let's go. They're all broken. Our cuts are broken. Stop using them. How will I open my menu? We have to do this for Noah. Is this like because Noah showed up? Yeah, yeah. it's, it's a token gift. It's a token gift. You know, they could publish paper menus in restaurants. I'm just saying. What? <laughs> yeah. But oh, then I have God. to touch so them. What are we talking oh about God. for QR codes? I don't know what story we're on right now. Healing money. Just uh, scanning a QR code, then accidentally saying yes and downloading an app and getting 20 grand transferred out of your bank account mm. and oh, then fun. uh what kind of interested me more was if you scroll all the way down to the bottom there was some better attacks yeah. where people were putting fake parking tickets, tickets parking yeah, tickets parking in, tickets. in yeah. san francisco where you just scan it and pay for it and the only way you can tell well when you when you scan it of course you go to like a, a shady website but it all they also use the wrong date as well as the wrong <laughs> <laughs> uh, seal up at the top so this no. was given out like the fourth and someone got it on the fifth there's no way i would detect that right yeah. oh my god yeah. and i was like this oh, is no. perfect could you just imagine walking around with a like a handheld printer just putting the signature the you, if you dressed in some like navy uniform like just navy clothing with a little thermal printer strapped to you like no one would even stop you yeah yeah like, Not uh, like 45 bucks online for a thermal yeah. printer and yeah. you're good to go Mm. there's a couple mm. more good examples but the the thing i was more surprised is i haven't heard about a lot of examples of people actually using it but so are we th gonna these ones back? are all pretty good 
So do you think that we're going to be back to like physical pen tests, putting QR codes instead of USB sticks? This is one of those things I don't think we'll ever do in pen tests because everyone's device is personal, right? Like I don't want to get access to people's phones because they mix business and personal on them. Imagine you could you could do something else though. You could put like a QR code and be like, "Hey, you have to uh, sign in for the door to unlock or something stupid." I don't know. Do that right? Capture credentials. Capture Um, credentials. Or you could just do something basic to see how many people are willing to scan QR codes, and that's or you go or you just be like, scan this QR code with your work laptop. You have a bunch of people using this like selfie cam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is that a thing? People use their laptops to scan QR codes? I've seen people do it. No, like, way. it's yeah, hilarious. Hold it yeah. back around. I, I yeah, thought, the Windows 10 camera app actually supports QR codes. So uh, I'm like, you know, occasionally you see hello. someone do that. It's it's stupid. Hold on. Is this an SMS phishing campaign that I just made up where we just tell people to scan it on their computer and then, like, it, <laughs> it just takes uh. them to a site? And- Oh my gosh. Sell oh, yeah, it yeah. What about phishing QR codes? We could do a media mailing campaign that says for a free gift card, scan oh, this God, on your Windows laptop. Did you just put out the hacker zine and they got QR codes. Great. Now oh, there's going to be QR. <laughs> We're going to see a trend in QR code based hacking right now. We got to lead it back to this very podcast. <laughs> please hold your, please hold your work laptop. I know <laughs> that. You know what the funny part is? I bet you that email filtering doesn't look at QR codes, right? So it doesn't uh, read the QR code. You can do I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna write some, some here, we go. So, here we go. It's I'm coming. gonna write something right mm. now. If email mentions QR code, drop. <laughs> like <laughs> that's fine. You're, you no users will be able to enroll in two factor, so have fun with that. Oh yeah. We do we, uh, we there's other ways around that. I'm oh sure stuff. there are. You have I, a user type in a forty character key. <laughs> He's writing it down right now. Like fishing with QR codes. It's I, a thing. I, I'm thinking. I'm seeing the revival of my Android C2 uh, app. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. I want, I, I'm specifically targeting, you must scan this QR code with your work laptop. Yeah, no, <laughs> with my work laptop. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not going Corey. There's something there. Like you text somebody like a QR code and they go, hey, for security reasons, we're not sending you a link. We were sending you, send you the QR, QR code. code. Hold it up to the thing. Hold it up to your work laptop. It's safe. It was on the Super Bowl. It's now I got dumb. a question. Within Outlook, can you have it automatically open links from QR codes? I don't think so. That would be cool, but I don't think that exists. Here, that's called a zero day, John. It's a zero. <laughs> ChatGPT. <laughs> Hold on. Let me ask ChatGPT if Outlook can open up QR codes. Yeah. I mean, it better not just be opening all of our TOTP secret code <laughs> QR codes. But yeah, oh my God, we're waiting. I'm wondering if it, well, it, it, it's writing. It we does not have a built-in QR code stamp scanner. However, there's third-party blah blah blah. I, I, the fact that the Please. Windows camera app does support them, it, there is a phishing vector there. I don't know exactly how to weaponize it, but that that is a fun. Well, we thing could that politely ask Microsoft to allow the camera app to do direct code execution. Yeah. You just put code straight into the QR code. Oh, um, do, okay. I'm sorry, but we have to. We we need to take this. This we can't. We got to stop talking because this is like actually weaponized. Like I guarantee you, there is a some <laughs> calm. Yeah. There's like a calm vulnerability and right. or like a DLL yeah. load. Okay, I'm done. Uh, <laughs> let's wrap it up. Everybody. Do not look at the Windows weaponization. Oh, it's time. I think that's a wrap. Yeah. yeah. All right. We've, we've gone too far. We've oh, gone into solutioning the problem on the meeting. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Uh, oh, by the way, I forgot. Ian, we suck at this. We got to do better. By the way, please like and subscribe to our oh, YouTube yeah. channel because smash like, that like, reason, ring that bell, yeah, slap that whatever. I, I, okay, there we go. We did it. Um, oh, so by the way, message do... from our sponsor, Raid Shadow Legends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Make sure you scan their QR code. Like to talk about our, our sponsor, Thunder VPN. Um, yeah. Keep your and data our, private. Our other sponsor, yeah. uh, the legal firm of I Play Golf with the Judge. <laughs> go to iplaygolfwiththejudge.net uh, should we... uh, but seriously we do pen tests we do training and stuff at anti-siphon check those things we... out Ryan bring up the crooked finger oh here we go 